The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people at Busta, the DJs, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down Sunday, bloody Sunday. We're talking basketball, college basketball, NBA basketball. Um, that's it. No Australian basketball. <laughs> no Filipino basketball. So college basketball and NBA uh, basketball uh, this evening. And I say that because um, ah, uh, for the past couple of nights, I've dipped uh, into the overseas uh, action and it didn't uh, end well. All right. It's like uh, stepping into the Dead Sea or something like that. College football uh, has resumed once again. And man, let me tell you, that stuff is what? That stuff is whacked, man. All right? Uh, we were wrong <laughs> about the Citadel. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, we were wrong about the Citadel. Mercer kicked the crap out of them. Yet, I can't be too hard on myself considering how off the odds makers were with this stuff. Tarleton State. Tarleton State were 27 and a half point favorites. They lost outright. Uh, North Dakota State lost outright. I think the moral of the story is don't bet on teams that haven't played football in 14 months. And the moral of the story is these teams are are whacked right now. Like, you know, like they're not used to playing at this time of the year. And it shows with some of these uh, some of these teams. But nevertheless, hey, you know, nobody likes a quitter, right? <laughs> well, we'll go back for more next week, although we're going to lighten the load a little bit. Lighter units, recreational bets as far as that uh, FCS uh, stuff is concerned. So Irv Cross uh, passes away, and it's amazing if you look back. And, you know, I love that show when I was a kid uh, growing up. Phyllis George, Brent Musburger, and Irv Cross, and, of course, Jimmy the Greek uh, was on the show uh, as well. And so basically now Brent Musburger is the last man standing from that great CBS NFL pregame show, which, you know, Phil, uh, Phyllis George was the first, like, female analyst to be in in a spot like that irv cross first african-american so it's pretty crazy you know and he had brent musburger and then jimmy the greek <laughs> and you're not going to top that um, you're not going to top that it's just a great 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 show the nbc show was good too though i like pete accent big man on campus gonna step up and then we're talking hoops babano throws it down this is sports rage bring it What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talking about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. What? Like that anger match request. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people at Bustler, and everybody else in between, including Babano, who will join us a little bit uh, later on. We'll talk basketball with Babano. We'll get into some pucks uh, with Babano. Check out the overnight uh, line. Shout out to everybody tuning in right now on SiriusXM Channel 204, all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's bring in the man known as Big Man on Campus, Jeff Nadu. But, uh, I think I'm going to start calling him Slim Man on Campus. Slim Man on Campus steps up in there. What's up, big man? How you doing? What's up, Gabe? How you doing, bro? Hey, so, um, uh, congr- you know, first, great to have you back uh, on, on Sunday night here ta- talking some hoops. Uh, we had you on the TV show on, on Friday night. Great to catch up with you. But uh, congratulations on, um, I know, you know, you put a lot of work in. Um, into to the weight loss and getting into shape. And, uh, man, it looks like you're, you're, you're ready for the Olympics right now. <laughs> you're ready, you're uh, ready for the yeah, Olympics. I, I don't so, know if I'm... But congratulations on that. But, like I said, I think you're going to change your name to Slim Man on campus now, big man. Slim. A lot of people say that. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that, Gabe. Yeah, it's uh, I'm about eight pounds for my goal. Um, I'm almost there. It's uh, been a good a good year for me. I, I finally got it under control, and uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I don't think I'll ever change my name. If I ever just, I'll probably just get rid of the name, <laughs> I guess, at some point. But uh, thank you for the kind words. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Well, you know what? No, it's, it, you really should be proud. It's not easy. Like, you know, anyone can win a parlay. Not anyone can, you know, change and and put the work in. It's obviously so hard. Listen, I've got things that I'd like to improve in my life that I can't, or I, you know, I've got to try harder and put the work in. But just for people tuning in right now, I think you could be an inspiration. And I know you've been, um, I know, like, you've been helpful. You'll argue, Big Man argues a lot of people on Twitter, but when it comes to this health stuff, you seem to be pretty helpful. So where did you start at and where did you get to? Like, where did you start at? Like, I'm just saying this so you can be an inspiration to, to some other yeah. people that are tuning in right now that might want to do the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I uh, When I started doing this, I was, uh, at one point, I was 345 pounds. And, and I uh, I saw myself on camera and I was just, I was just blown away at how out of control I got. And, uh, you know, I just, I saw something on Joe Rogan. He did a, uh, he had a guy on a doctor and he talked about this thing called intermittent fasting and how, um, you know, you can not necessarily eat what you want, but if you just kind of limit the amount of times you eat and, and kind of cut it down to one window, 
um, you, you can find success in losing weight. They tested it in animals and people, you know, I started reading about people doing it and it worked. And I started just um, you know, eating between just 3 o'clock p.m. and 7 o'clock p.m. And it seems like, you know, very little time, but you wouldn't believe how much after you start doing it, you just don't get hungry. And I'm now down to like a 20-hour fast. I, I I did five, 24, I did 19 and five for most of my weight loss. Now I'm at 20 and four. And, you know, I still eat pretty freely. I don't eat a lot of fried food anymore. I don't eat sugar much. I don't drink anything outside of water now. And some of the food gets monotonous, but um, I'd urge anyone, if they have any questions, reach out to me. I'll gladly help you. I also work out, Gabe. I work out seven days a week, rain or shine, you know, snow or rain. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I have to get out there and move around. I do 200 push-ups a day now. I run a mile and a half every day. So I'm, wow. I go out wow. there and I work out. But, um, you know, for me, I, it also helps me because I find these times where I'm just I – don't, I don't go outside. And it gives me a, a nice – 30, 40, 45 minutes to go out and just be alone and, and gather my thoughts. And uh, it, it's helped me sleep better. It's helped me, you know, think better. And, yeah, it's, it's been very helpful. I guess I was going to say that, that I was going to ask that, that psychologically and mentally, I guess you're you're probably a lot happier, right? And I, I saw that just even uh, working out like, I don't know, man, like 20 minutes a day type of thing improves yeah. people's psyche immensely, big man, right? And listen, we all, especially now, especially now in this pandemic. And, you know, let's be real. A lot of us sort of live the same life before the pandemic. I'm sitting here, sitting in front of a computer doing shows. I'm sitting in front of, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do it in studios, some, but my life is pretty much the same uh, for the most part. But so it's easy to fall into ruts, especially in the wintertime. And it's dark out. Now, a lot of people are lonely. I mean, hell, I am. You know what I mean? We're all alone. We're all isolated all the time, constantly yep. right now. It's easy to get into depression. And as you stated, it's good to get out of the house for like 30, 40 minutes or an hour or something. Even if you got nothing to do, do it just to get some air, get, you know, get some sunlight to, if you can. Otherwise, man, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can really get depressed and eat unhealthy, think unhealthy and, you know, people don't realize that. Just, you know, the slightest little bit of um, exercise really does put you in a better frame of mind. No, it really does. And I'll tell you this. When I first started, all it was was just walking for me. I, I would try to challenge myself. Because when you get to that weight game, like, you can't even walk a couple hundred feet without getting tired. And, you know, now I'm at the point where I can just do a lot of things. But, yeah, I would just start out, like Gabe said, go out and walk. And I'll tell you this, Gabe. Um, the whole intermittent fasting thing for me has been the key. Um, you know, I don't, um, like I, if I ever do eat anything that like I'll have a bird, like I'll be at a birthday and I'll have cake or, or something like that. Now I don't even, I don't really even want to eat that stuff. I don't get hungry for that stuff anymore. And I've really just kind of centered my life as opposed to worrying about food all the time, just getting to a point of I'm eating food because I have to eat food and this is part of life and I have to do it. But you know, it, yeah. it's a sacrifice. You're not going to be able to eat, you know, uh, fast food anymore and that kind of stuff. But you can still eat pretty freely. And um, it's not about what you eat. It's more just about when you're eating and how often you're eating. Big man on campus uh, kicking it uh, with us. All right, big man. It's great advice. It's an inspiration. Now I need your advice uh, on how to win. <laughs> Betting on basketball. Now I need some advice. <laughs> I, I will yeah. tell you this. I will tell you this. 
I have had a terrible two weeks, so I might not be the best person to uh, help you win. But I have the info, and I guess if you want info, I got you on that. Uh, and I know, listen, it's tournament time right now. doesn't matter, big man. It's all how we end the season, right? Um, yeah, I've been yeah. doing good with college basketball, actually. Um, I fully admit. So, you know me, man. I love football, and I love, like, you know, XFL and the Alliance and, you know what I mean, like FCS. So I got all excited, big man. I didn't bet massive units or anything like that, but uh, I'll tell you what. Betting on college football teams and haven't played a football game in 15 months, uh, big man, it's a good way to throw money uh, away. <laughs> like, I could have just stood on my balcony. Dude, North Dakota State lost for the first time in 39 games, big man. So I, did, I wasn't on them, but it just goes to show – they're not used to playing football now, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you throw them out here now, they lost. They never lose. To a, like, they never lose. They lost to Southern Illinois. Yeah, Tarleton State, big man. Yeah, Tarleton State were 27.5-point favorites to Dixie State. And Dixie State beat them by 12 outright. Like, even the odds makers don't know what to do with this stuff, big man. Yeah, I, I thought about getting involved, but as I kind of just watch a week or two in, it just seems like a, a complete dart throw. So, yeah, I right now I can't really – I'm not really in the, the, the space to do that. You know, I kind of just have to worry about basketball right now. But, yeah, I, I saw some wild results over the weekend. And, yeah, I mean, they don't expect to play right now. And it's going to take some time to get used to it. Like you say, you don't see North Dakota State lose very often. No, especially like you know, if they are maybe to a to a big time uh, big time school, but Southern Illinois, they have a new quarterback in place. But uh, let's talk some college ball with big man on campus. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, break uh, here, and uh, we'll get you some updated future odds. As hey, we're two weeks away, guys, from uh, Selection Sunday. Two weeks away from Selection Sunday. It's real, and we're playing. Unlike last year. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Yeehaw episode. Get on the grid. Yeehaw. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, Mo, want to come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite thing's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. 
the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. Throwing it down with Slim Man on campus uh, right now. Great to have him back in the rotation. Um, of course, a Big Man is a uh, massive uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan uh, as well. Uh, but I just want to uh, let everyone know the breaking news right now as far as Alvin Kamara is concerned. Uh, Alvin Kamara just let everyone know. Okay, uh, so I've been breathing Montana air for a few hours, and I just want to say I bought a house. I live in Montana now. Leave me alone, <laughs> says Alvin Kamara. And he also just tweeted, I want to see you do more in this life if we take in it there. I don't know, big man. Uh, Alvin Kamara's Twitter account looks like mine on a Saturday night right now at about 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Like Alvin, Alvin, what the hell is Alvin Kamara talking about, bro? Wait, wait, moving to Montana, leave me alone. I want to see you do more in this life if we take it there. He's all over the place, bro. <laughs> I will say this, good for him. Good for him, because right now I feel the same way. Good for him. Shout out Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about good that. For him. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Screw everyone, get some air, mental health, right? Like yeah. Alvin Kamara. He just tweeted 51 minutes ago, okay, so I've been breathing Montana air for a few hours, and I just want to say I bought a house. I live in Montana now. Leave me alone. <laughs> that is great. Right now, you know right now the Saints are like, oh, God, like, what's, what's, he, what's he mean by this? Like, leave me alone. And like, he's moving to Montana. So what did you, uh, we never really spoke, big man, about uh, Carson Wentz and the whole, the whole situation, how it went down. Carson Wentz now, of course, with the Indianapolis Colts, reunited with Frank Reich, Jalen Hurts. Is Jalen Hurts the guy moving forward? I don't know. What's so, um, you know, nobody loves the Eagles as much as you do. What's your take on uh, how it went down? I was disappointed. I think, you know, after the dust kind of settles with Carson Wentz, um, you know, all in all, he's a great guy. I think he had very little help here. Uh, this team was architected by a complete idiot that never really gave Carson Wentz help. Did he make some mistakes? Of course he did. Uh, he didn't play well last year. But the truth of the matter is Carson Wentz had some really good time here. And I think he's going to go to Indianapolis and do very well. They have a good offensive line there. I think they're going to get him some weapons. And I think he's going to do well behind a great coach of Frank Reich. Is Jalen Hurts the answer long term? I don't know. I think they have to obviously give him the opportunity and go out and finally get some talent. Go out and draft the best receiver available. Uh, if Jalen Hurts can't do anything, you know, it's a throwaway year anyway, go get a quarterback next year. Um, but the truth of the matter is you put a ton of money into Carson Wentz. Um, you went up to get him in the draft a couple of years ago. As I said, you gave him all that money, and then you go out and take Jalen Hurts a year later. Um, it's just been backwards from the start with, with this guy, Howie Roseman. The guy continues to miss. They're one of the oldest teams in the league. They have holes all over the place, and they don't have very much money to go out and make any moves. So um, it's going to be a couple of years, I think, before this group contends. I, I think they have to really hit it out of the park. And Harry Roseman, I don't trust at all to do that. So I'm very concerned about the future of this team. Now, one thing, uh, big man, in the past, and I know you've been upset about the, the draft picks, um, the lack of skill position, talent is obviously an issue. Uh, DB, uh, defensive backs uh, as well. It's been a while since they've had that star, you know, stud defensive uh, back. Well, they, did, they did sign Slay, et cetera. But you got the sixth pick of the draft, big man. So there's an opportunity. It's hard to screw up the sixth pick of the draft, bro, right? It's one thing to, like, you screw up the 22nd pick or the 21st pick. It's hard to screw up the sixth pick. 
they've got opportunities. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And I think, speaking of slim, I think the Slim Reaper, as um, the, his teammates called him in Alabama, Devontae Smith, I think he'll be there because, I don't know, I think Chase might be the first one taken, the first wide receiver taken out of LSU. People forget about him because he didn't play last year, big man, but he might go to Cincinnati and, and hook up with Joe Burrow again. Yeah, I, I think, you know, look, the opportunity is going to be there for the Eagles to take a receiver, okay, whether it's Chase, whether it's Devontae Smith. Um, you know, look, I wouldn't be mad, Gabe, if they take Micah Parsons. I think they need a stud linebacker. This team has failed and has made it clear they don't care about linebackers for years. Uh, he is a game changer. So they're going to have the opportunity at the sixth pick. Certain teams are going to take a quarterback. They're going to have the opportunity to take Smith or, or, or Chase. It's a question of do they. They have to. They need to. You know, Parsons is interesting. We have uh, Rick Saratella from the NFL Draft Bible on uh, with us weekly. We were talking about Parsons last week. Hell of a prospect. Great football player, big man. Yet, um, everyone's saying, well, he's falling right now in the draft because there's going to be, like, stories coming out. Like the old hit jobs. Every time these kids get into the, uh, uh, get into the, uh, get into the draft, I don't know. Is there some sort of bullying thing or, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Was he was he mean to his teammates? Maybe I don't know, but he's a hell of a player, and football is a mean sport, big man, right? So uh, it's it's not it's not terrible to be a mean dude and uh, and play football. I'm just waiting for these NFL draft props to be posted. Uh, we keep hitting fresh like a couple of times a day at FanDuel, and uh, they're not up yet. But uh, what are up uh, at FanDuel right now? College basketball odds, and we've got a lot of them. All right, we got a lot of odds uh, up that we could uh, break down. Conference tournament odds. I'll throw a couple of the conference tournament odds at you, uh, big men. But a quick, uh, quick future check right now. Gonzaga is plus two fifty, and you and I have spoken with Cam on Friday. And you said Baylor's not going undefeated, and I was on Kansas on Saturday night, uh, big men. And boom, Kansas gets it done. What's your thoughts on uh, where Baylor are at right now, um, moving forward? Well, yeah, I, I thought that was a tough spot for for, for the uh, Baylor Bears. I mean, they'd come off coronavirus pause, and they were poor against Iowa State. We're lucky to win that game. And then, yeah, they got humbled yesterday by a team that's playing well. Um, I, I don't put much stock into it. I think they're still very good. Um, they're just kind of ready, I think, to get to the conference tournament and ultimately get to the NCAA tournament. They're a one seed. It's not. They're not going to be taking off the one line or anything. The good thing that Baylor has to talk to, to kind of continue to write home about, there are not very many one seeds in America right now. Um, they're they're going to have to be four because there has to be four, but I have a hard time giving uh, you know teams that are deserving of it. I think Michigan and Gonzaga and Baylor are, but you know, there are very few teams that have been deserving otherwise. So you know, Baylor's sitting in a, a, a very good spot. They're going to be just fine. Yeah, I agree. I don't think in a big picture, I'd say it's a big problem. Everyone was like, oh, look how they're playing now, and oh, they struggle. Yeah, they didn't play. They didn't play it for weeks. They come out of the break. They survive. They lose. Kansas, listen, I think Kansas are better than people give them credit for. Um, what are Kansas's future odds here, big man? Because it's crazy to, you know, when you look at some of these teams that are listed at the top of the odds board, I don't buy in, bro. I'm not buying into Iowa. Iowa's not winning the national championship. Illinois is dangerous, but, I, you know, are they really going to make it all the way to the Final Four? I don't think so. I think Alabama are overrated. Ohio State are okay, but they're not great. Um, you know, Villanova in your backyard, as you stated, man, it's like 
that 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 fourth one seed right now, bro. That's to be determined, isn't it, big man? Like somebody's got to show something. Hell, can it be the Houston Cougars, big man? Uh, I don't think. I mean, I, I you know, that's a continued really good question. I, I, I guess you know, after today, it's not Ohio State. Um, you know. I, is it Illinois? I mean, I don't even – I'm starting to wonder, like, who is the number – who is the fourth team? I, Illinois is a group that continue to be interesting. I wasn't necessarily sold in them, but over the last couple of games, they did a number yesterday to Wisconsin. I know they only won by five, but that game wasn't as indicative as the end scores it was. They, they've been doing things without Aya DeSumo. They have a pretty interesting resume, not really any mainstream win outside of Iowa, really. Um, I don't know. They, they still have some stuff to prove, Illinois. They still have Michigan. They still have Ohio State. I think they could play their way into the one seed. And at 18-1, to one, I think you're backing on that they win one of the next two games. Um, maybe them. But, yeah, it's, it's really hard to find that fourth team. It's crazy. Now, I have a lot of respect for Jerry Palm. Um, he's a... Uh, uh, he's a regular on uh, with with us. Not a regular, not weekly, but uh, you know, I mean, Jerry Jerry Jones joins us at this time of the year a couple of times, and big fan of Jerry and his work. And he's got right now Ohio State. He's got Ohio State uh, as one of the uh, so he's got Gonzaga, Michigan, uh, in that order actually. So Gonzaga would be the overall one seed of one seeds, etc. Michigan, Baylor, Ohio State. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see. Listen, the Big Ten is the best conference, so it's, that's what it's going to come down to, isn't it, Big Men? Do you make, like, the second-best team in the Big Ten a one seed as opposed to a team like Houston from a – I mean, Houston's conference is ranked, like, six or seven, so I don't think they're going to be one seed. Um, I think you're right, Big Men. I think it'll be a Big Ten team. I think it'll be another Big Ten team. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Houston, I mean, beat Boise, beat Texas Tech – um, you know, solid, but but nothing to to the level of like Gonzaga's out of conference schedule. But yeah, it, uh, the committee actually has some difficult decisions this year. I, I think right now, on principle, you probably have to make it. Uh, you know, Illinois or, or you know Alabama. I guess I, it, it's really wild to think about, Gabe. I I, I never really thought of it <laughs> until right now. I guess after Villanova, it's not them. It's not going to be Kansas. It's not going to be Houston. I guess it's Illinois. Until they lose again. So, I don't know. And it's interesting. Illinois are 18-1 to 1 right now to win it all. So are Houston. 18-1. to 1. So are Ohio State. Um, Alabama, 20-1. to 1. I was on Arkansas against Bama the other day. I'm not buying in fully to Bama. I think Arkansas are a sleeper, actually. More with big men on the other side. Bring it. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Hey, technology grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen. You learn. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. This is Sports Rage. I am Lorenzo. We're kicking it with big man on campus. Just talking some college basketball uh, right now. We're talking about uh, just taking a look at some of these futures and talking about who that other one seed is going to be. It's still up in the air uh, right now. But out of the teams, big man, like I'll just sort of fire off some of the teams. Tell me whether you like them or not. Just sort of to go deep, you know, to go on a run. So we got Gonzaga. Obviously, we know about, you know, we're not going to talk about Gonzaga. We know Gonzaga are going to go far. I think Gonzaga is probably going to make it to the title game. So you got Baylor. Baylor, damn good. They're in the mix. Michigan are hot as hell right now. I hate the fact, though, Michigan, uh, big man, that everybody, being the Michigan fan that I am, it pisses me off. They were 9-1 to one, like last week, bro. It's 4-1 to one now. Like the Michigan bandwagon is a full one, big man. Like I said, like Jerry Palm's writing about how Michigan are now like, you know, past Baylor um, in the overall sort of seeding here. Everyone's on. Everyone loves Michigan, but Michigan just keep like man. They don't let down. Like they don't. They're always in a bad spot. Oh, they're coming off a big win. They're coming off of this. It's a bad spot for them. They haven't played in three weeks. It's a bad spot for them, and they just keep winning basketball games, big men. Yeah, they're very well coached. Uh, they're always prepared. Um, they don't make mistakes. They defend at a high level. And, and that's really what you get when you go to Michigan. They did the same thing when John Beeline was there. It's all about culture there, as you know. And the basketball program has been the epitome of that over the years. And it, it just, they, they, as you said, they just really don't let down. It, it, it doesn't matter if there's a crisis. It doesn't matter if it's a bad spot. They just take care of business, as you said. And, yeah, they've been really impressive. Dickinson has been a complete just I, I'm blown away at how good the kid is. Livers has been that veteran leader that you need. I'll tell you a kid that really impresses me watching him is uh, Sean D. Brown. I mean, the kid defends with such vigor. Uh, he comes over from a bad program at Wake. Uh, now he's able to win, and it's starting to show. He plays such great defense, and he's really such a help on uh, on that end of the ball when they need him most. He was terrific against Ohio State at times in a game where there wasn't a ton of defense, but yeah, I'm really impressed. I remember watching Eli Brooks in high school in Pennsylvania. He was terrific. I just really like this team, and, and they're easy to root for. I think they are just as live as, as Gonzaga and Baylor, and we need to stop screwing around and saying they're not up there. They're right there. I, I don't think it's out of the question, Gabe, to say they're the number one team in the country right now. Okay, I wouldn't disagree. You look at the schedule that they play, but the thing is with Gonzaga – it's, you know, some people, oh, Gonzaga, they play in the West Coast Conference. Gonzaga did play a lot of big-time teams early in the season, guys, and they smoked them all. You know what I mean? They beat them all. So it's not like Gonzaga, uh, in past years, I think it has hurt Gonzaga playing inferior competition, and then they get into the tournament, and, you know, it's it's tougher suddenly. Um, but this is this is a different Gonzaga team. They, they are that, uh, that lethal. So it's amazing, though, big man. The Big Ten has not won a national championship, bro, in 20 years. Since uh, 21 years. Since, um, since 2000. 
There's no tournament last year, whatever, but that's crazy to think about. Huh? The Big Ten has not won since the year 2000. So we'll see if Michigan can can end that. And the Pac-12 hasn't won in like forever either. And it's amazing, big man. I mean, Gonzaga are a West Coast team, but they're buried in Spokane, right? Let's talk, I'm talking like California, Pac-12-ish type stuff. It's amazing that nobody from the West Coast, like the, the Western, like Pacific uh, time zone, is like even close to being a favorite. USC are at 45 to 1. And I like this Trojan team, but they're not winning, big man. But it's crazy, isn't it? West Coast basketball, man. You know, 45 to 1. They're, and they're the best team. Yeah, it's, um, you know, Oregon has been kind of the team out there as far as in the Pac-12. Just kind of seem like they always make a run. And, you know, this has been a kind of a rough couple of years for Altman, really since that run with Dylan Brooks and that group where they went to the, uh, what, the Elite Eight. But they've just never yeah, really yeah. been healthy. They're finally healthy, and it's shown. I mean, you look at the last couple of games, you know, they've only lost once since the beginning of February. They've looked really good. The only loss coming against USC. I think they're going to be a team that when they get into the NCAA tournament, they're going to be a real factor because, like I said, they're healthy now. They got Duarte healthy. Omarui's good to go. Eric Williams. They've got some really good depth. And, you know, they always play great defense out there. He always runs that zone, and they do a nice job. They're really tenacious on that end of the ball. And I like Duarte. I think he's a really interesting player. Um, you know, not, a, not, not that Peyton Pritchard kind of player, but, you know, still very young. You know, he hasn't played basketball for a whole long time. And he's been really good recently. I'm excited to see him play in the NCAA tournament they're going to be a team out of the west coast another team san diego state we haven't talked much about that group for a while but they're just as good as normal game uh always great on the defensive end and they're making shots this year which is a lot different from their norm they're putting a lot of points on the board uh and dutcher's kind of just hanging in the the weeds out there really big matt mitchell's a leader san diego state gonna go deep again i think I agree. I agree. We were talking about the Aztecs the other night, and being a Michigan fan, I am big, uh, big Dutcher fan as well, of course, uh, being a Fisher guy, right? So, coming over from Michigan. So, uh, FanDuel's got odds up here, big man. Big 12 Conference Tournament uh, winner. These, the big time, like a conference tournament like this, these are kind of tough, like in the sense that, I don't know, like does Baylor care about winning this tournament? Maybe not. You know what I mean? It's There's a big picture, right? So, you know, I like the lower tier conferences, it's you know there's it's always an interesting dynamic betting this stuff but until look i guess it's a long way of putting it big man i wouldn't be taking baylor at minus 140 like these are the odds big 12 conference tournament odds baylor minus 140 west virginia five to one plus 500 kansas plus 650 texas seven to one texas tech seven to one oklahoma plus 950 tcu um there's a big big uh, drop uh, drop after oklahoma uh, into TCU, but I wouldn't lay minus 140. Do you, do you, does any one of these teams catch your eye at these fat numbers, man? Oklahoma plus 950. That's a big Oklahoma, number. Where's Oklahoma State? Like, why aren't they listed? I, I have interest in them. That's a very good. Where are they? That's a very good. It's a very good question. They're not listed. <laughs> I don't think they want. Any, I'm I don't right think now. they want anything. Yeah, I want. I want them I if I'm going to play. I, they're playing really well right now. That's a good point. They're not. They're not listed. They're they're not listed for whatever reason. Baylor, Kansas West Virginia, Kansas, Texas, Texas Tech. Kansas at six fifty is ridiculous. Again. I would be all over Kansas at the at these teams. Why can't six fifty on Kansas? They're playing incredible, and they always win this league. I'm all. I'd be on I Kansas. Know. That's a huge price. And the thing is, 
Bill Self w- would like to win this tournament too. I know he's about a big picture, but I like. I think he just wants to remind people that hey, Kansas had Kansas basketball yep. is still there. I'm surprised. Look, they just beat Baylor, guys. They just beat them. They're plus six fifty. Um, all right, so Pac-12 odds. This is a little funner here, big man, because this thing is wide open, and you just talked about the Ducks getting healthier. So USC are plus two hundred, Colorado are plus two fifty, the Ducks are plus three fifty, UCLA plus four hundred. And then Stanford, 16, Arizona State, 25, Utah, 25, uh, et cetera. Um, any interest in the Ducks at plus 350 coming into this thing? Yeah, I would have a little interest there. Uh, I don't want Arizona State. Absolutely not. Stanford, I'm good. UCLA, I think they're a little underpriced. Colorado, you know, Colorado I, I need a bigger number with them, and I'm not betting USC's. Yeah, Oregon would be interesting. I'll tell you one thing, 60-1 to 1 on Washington State's interesting. That's an interesting team, Gabe. They're really well coached. They beat Oregon. They beat US, UCLA. I thought they hung in both USC games. They don't really get blown out. I mean, maybe they can make a little run. They need Isaac Bonton back, their best player, but Kyle Smith is doing good things there. They're not that typical doormat they usually are. Good rebounding team, really good defensive group. They need a little magic, but 60-1 to 1 is a wild price in a conference tournament. You never know. The Pac-12 is a mess. Why can't they win? Uh, but, yeah, I would play Oregon, 350. Uh, SEC odds are up. Uh, Alabama, plus 250. Arkansas, plus 300. Gabe. Yep. Gabe, I think um, good call by someone in your chat. The chat's a little bit of a mess, but uh, someone did make a great point. I think Oklahoma State's on the, uh, the, the probation oh, or whatever. I believe so. Oh, they're barred from – they're not allowed in? Uh, I the forgot tournament. about that. Yeah, the – the, uh, remember the issues with the recruiting? The, the Lamont uh, – what's his name? The, 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 the coach who was there before, the assistant. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't realize that, actually. I didn't uh, – I remember now that you're telling me, but, I, well, you know, when, when I was watching Oklahoma State games, that's something to think about now. So they're playing their final games of the season now then, big man. Yeah, I guess that uh, I guess that makes sense. I I didn't know it. I thought it was only for uh, for the NCAA. I didn't know it was for the uh, Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, you learn something new every day. Good call by that guy. Yeah, but no, but they're. Uh, I you know this is uh, so here it is right now. Like you said, it's up in the air. All right, um, it's up in the air. Kate Cunningham here's on ESPN. Yeah, Kate Cunningham powers Oklahoma State's tournament bid, but will the Cowboys be allowed in? Uh, will they be they allowed in? Is the How do they still not know yet? It's like next week. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. When the, all right. So the NCAA hit Oklahoma State with a postseason ban last summer for recruiting violations committed committed by former assistant coach. Um, the school is waiting on, however, on the NCAA to make a ruling on its appeal of the decision. If the verdict does not arrive prior to the NCAA tournament, Oklahoma State will be eligible to compete. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. But but what? They're not in the Big Ten. They're not in the Big Twelve one though. Yeah, that seems uh, like it should be figured out already. It goes on. A decision earlier this week, however, might have provided a reason for optimism. The NCAA announced that South Carolina had been put on probation for the activities of Lamont Evans, who allegedly accepted bribes. Oklahoma State's postseason ban uh, is, is also tied to Evans. <laughs> this is kid <laughs> who was accused of similar violations at that school. It wouldn't make uh, sense to, uh, for the NCAA to give one school probation and another school a postseason ban for similar violations committed by the same person. 
Very, yeah, that's, that's an interesting dynamic uh, right there. Okay, so as far as the SEC is concerned, if Kentucky are going to get in, they're going to have to win. Um, speaking of the tournament, uh, they're going to have to win to get in. They're plus 950. Alabama's plus 250. They're the favorites. Arkansas is plus 300. Tennessee is plus 550. The Gators are 6-1. to one. LSU is plus 750. Mizzou, plus 750. Mizzou's been pretty good to be big man this year in a couple of spots. Kentucky, plus 950. Mississippi, 25-1. to one. Mississippi State, 8-1. to one. Like I was telling you earlier, big man, I'm a fan of this Arkansas club. We know, man, that guy can coach. They've got talent. Um, I, I think they're a dangerous team, but the odds makers are on to it. Like uh, at only plus 300 right now, but what's your take on the SEC? Yeah, I, um, I like Missouri here a little bit. I mean, they've shown this year they can beat any team in this conference, whether it's Alabama, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's whoever, uh, beat Illinois early this season, beat Oregon. Yeah, this is a legit team. They have some big time wins. And with Tillman back in the middle, that's a really tough team to break down and score against. Uh, they're a team that I have my eye on. This is a weird year in the big, uh, or in the SEC. Kentucky's not a big factor. Tennessee's been mightily uh, poor. You know, yeah. Alabama, I think, is hit or miss. I think they're beatable. Arkansas, you like Musman. I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think he's, when it comes down to coaching, I think he'll get outcoached by most. Um, I lean Alabama if I had to pick a favorite. If I'm going to take a little doggy, I'm looking Missouri. Um, you know, maybe an option for Kentucky, but Missouri would be the play that I'd make from a value standpoint. I think they're really good. I like Drew Smith, the uh, the guard they have a lot. Him and Pinson are terrific. I, I would like uh, – you know what? I'm going to say Arkansas. So I'll say Arkansas wins the tournament, the SEC tournament, but it's only plus 300. Like, it's not like there's uh, – you know, there's, there's no value. All right, uh, listen, we got we got three – we have a little three-minute warning on the other side, big man. So if you can't hang around, I'll just throw a couple of other yeah. lines at you. We'll get you out of here uh, at the top of the hour. Bring it. We do this 24 hours a day, working hard to bring you the news you can use. Get on the grid. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
Level one winding down. Three-minute ward. A couple more minutes with Big Man on the way out uh, here. Babano will join us later. We've got to uh, do it old school sometime. Uh, uh, get Babano on live with us again, like the old days, Big Man. He's uh, he's still the same. <laughs> In case you're yeah, wondering. Yeah, we got to do that. Uh, yeah, Babano, Babano hasn't changed. Um, so looking at some of these overnight uh, lines here, I've been making money betting against the St. Louis Billikens. Um, you know, the odds makers have a lot of respect for this team. They're laying 10 and a half to UMass. Um, Richmond's laying 14 and a half to St. Joe's. We got North Carolina and Syracuse. The Tar Heels are laying two point favorites uh, overnight. We got some early games actually, too. Uh, Washington State plus four and a half against Arizona State. Uh, what do you think about the overnight basketball board, uh, Babano? Um, uh, big man? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to say this. I don't know why Richmond's laying 14 and a half to anybody right now. This team uh, has been very disappointing. Um, St. Joe's got Ryan Daly back, and since then they have been an offensive, just elite group. I mean, 91 and 97 over the last two games. Daly is a just a scorer. That's all he does. He's a high-level scorer. And Richmond is struggling. I think the goal is just win right now. They're not good enough defensively to lay this kind of number. And with a team that's scoring at will, it's hard to envision them winning by 15. Also, keep in mind, Gabe, and anyone looking to bet Richmond, their big Grant Golden has a hand injury. He played the other night, but he he couldn't use both hands. He was completely helpless with the basketball. Um, He's just trying to play because they don't have any bodies. They have no bench. They wanted to, you know... Big man on campus. Follow him on Twitter. You'll find a big man on campus. That's Jeff Nadeau. Great stuff, big man. Thanks for the time, buddy. Thanks, buddy. See ya. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.